Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast number 45 of the year. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be here a lot of weeks talking to uh, a lot of the heroes of the sport, the unsung guys, the guys you got to root for. And uh, we'll get a little bit on what's going on with them and what's happening and uh, challenges they face, I guess you'd say. Uh, since founded in 1984, the race tech guys have been breaking through the innovation, uh, breaking through with innovation in motorcycle suspension technology. They, they take the OEM designs and they make them better. They specialize in high-performance suspension parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension to perform at the highest level. The HEP Suzuki guys use them. Uh, ben LeMay has been using the motors as well. Don't forget, Racetech has got motors. And uh, Racetech.com for all your needs. And please, check them out on the uh, web and see all the stuff you can get your oil changed, get your suspension revalved. And use the code PULPAMX18 is the best uh, to get a discount from Racetech Suspension. Uh, we thank those guys. Also, FXR Racing. This past weekend in Minneapolis, you saw a ton of guys wearing FXR Racing. And again, the Hep Suzuki guys are, are part of that group. FXRRacing.com. If you use the code PULPAMX30 online, you can save 30% off your next gear purchase. So 30% off. FXRRacing.com using the code PULPMX30. The FXR prides itself on the quality and precision that goes into making each set of gear. And the FXR has proven its name in the motocross industry, providing gear that is designed by racers for racers. Uh, Jimmy Dakotas, Kyle Peters also running FXR Racing out there. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Like I said, this is show number 45. I thought we'd catch up with a, with a friend of ours, a guy that a lot of you listeners have told me on Twitter and email that you uh, want to hear from. It's Privateer Hero Alex Nagy. What's up, Nagy? How are you, man? Not much. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, no worries. I'm always interested uh, in seeing what you've been doing and what you've been up to. Um, uh, this week, you're back in Chicago, your home, or Illinois, your home state. Um, not really much riding going on, though, huh, Nagy? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad right now. We've got snow and ice and rain, and it's pretty much the worst place you could be if you want to ride a dirt bike right now. And it's weird because there was like two weeks, two or three weeks, where uh, when I got back from, from West Coast that the weather was fine and I was able to ride. So it was like winter's over, everything's good to go. And then yeah. here we go again, another another patch of bad weather so it kind of is a bummer well what you need to do naggy is anybody follows you on social media go find a sand pit and do some knack knacks do some huge whips. i know <laughs> <laughs> i wish i i wish i knew some close places i think i've all about ridden all of the all of the places that you could ride that were like winter friendly and now yeah. they're they're not even dirt bike friendly anymore <laughs> oh boy uh, i just want you to know alex ray and i just uh we screenshot stuff back and forth of you practicing during the week uh whipping on ramps and and jumps and everything else i just want you to know that we love it <laughs> that's cool yeah it's uh it's entertainment it's fun for sure it's, yeah it's, it's pretty funny because a lot of people are always telling me like oh why don't you ride why don't you ride and it's like I ride everything I can, yeah. and whether it's ramps or it's a sand track or whatever, it's like, you know, majority of the time I was in California, I was always riding Milestone every day because that's where I do my month pass at, and yeah. then I, I paid 65 bucks to ride at uh, Elsinore like twice, and I think I got better practice out at the sand track because Elsinore was like, it was like parking lot and probably hadn't been groomed in like three weeks it seemed like so it's like why 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 waste the money you know yeah well also i think to you you, you want to have fun right i think you seem like a a guy that wants to have fun and, and uh you know so just you enjoy doing that yeah. so you know go, yeah. go have fun absolutely at at the end of the day i mean i i ride dirt bikes and i race dirt bikes because i think i love to ride dirt bikes and and some people are the type where 
you know, they they want to race dirt bikes and they love racing and and I like racing too. But when it comes down to it, I think I I'll you know I'm more into like yeah. uh, I I just love to ride dirt bikes and I race dirt bikes because it's part of riding dirt bikes and all yeah, that. Yeah. So right. you know. No, for sure. Hey, this past weekend in Minneapolis, did you go outside much, dude? It was gnarly. It was so oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Me and, uh, well, it was a Triple Crown format, and I didn't make them the Triple Crown main or whatever. I ended up, I think, 10th in the LCQ. So me and my dad, we left right away. Right after the oh, LCQ, you did? we left. Really, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we were out, So and we, we took the van, so... Luckily, I had a shovel and a tow chain in the back, so we, like, shoveled our way out of the pit, and then um, <laughs> I think the the Honda people had a ridgeline for, for whatever. I think it was, like, factory Honda has a ridgeline. And I'm like, hey, can you can you tow us up this little hill, the one that goes over the railroad tracks to the main road to the tunnel? And they're like, yeah, sure. How are we going to do that? And I'm like, oh, I got a chain. So we hooked up the chain, pulled us to the top, and then from there it was like, a foot and a half of snow it seemed you like couldn't... all the way until we got onto the on the 94 and then from there it was like six it... hours of just horrible oh. weather but my dad was driving and, and he's like he's he's pretty good at driving in the snow so we we luckily made it with no problems so you couldn't get out of the sort of the pit area there when you were where you have to drive down and pit yeah wow yeah, it was a total nightmare Dude, cause, cause it was, it's where we were at on the one side it, there's kind of a slight little hill uh-huh so two-wheel drive in a van, and then with all the snow and everything was dug out, and it was just, it was a mess. It was pretty oh, rough. Dude, hey, so you don't even stick around to watch? No, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as, uh, yeah, as soon as my day is done, I'm I'm out of there. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I'd rather watch it from home on TV if I'm even, even going to watch it, but it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard to a guy like me who wants yeah, to be yeah. in the main, right. to watch the main, so... So yeah, as soon as as soon as I'm done, I'm out of there. Listen, I, I've I've gone on and on about the triple crown format. I really like it. It's very exciting. The worst thing about it is guys like you and 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 a lot of other real cool guys that are are really fast. You know, you basically get uh, four laps, five laps of an LCQ race. Um, you know, because uh, you know a lot of you guys aren't fast enough to get into the top eighteen, and that's okay. You can race your way into it. Well, you got two chances at the night show, and I don't know. I mean, it, a part of me is torn because I was a privateer mechanic for so long, so I know what that's like. And you want to get in front of those people, and you can get on TV if you get a good start and everything else. But these triple crowns, man, it, it's it's a real blow to guys like you, man. It sucks. That's it. Really does suck about that that this format. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, couldn't agree more. I mean, it, they want to make a change, and that's cool and all. But the way I look at it is, is, it's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's like, I mean, Supercross has been the way it, it's been for how long? And they've tried, you know, going to back to semis, getting rid of semis, yeah. going to time, and going to this, and and they make all these changes, like like they switch the main events and the heat races to time, and then at Seattle, they have an instance where time is like. You know that's that's yeah. a perfect instance to have a twenty minute main event instead of twenty laps, yep. and they cut it down. So yeah. what's the point? Why did why did we switch the time <laughs> right. if they're still going to cut the time down? Uh, that was a bizarre call. I don't understand yeah. that. I'm, I, I don't know. And yeah. I get it that yeah, because you know you don't want someone like Anderson's bike to to let go in the you know eighteen minutes into a twenty minute main. But I feel like the whole reason that we would go to time main events is so that you know, 20 minutes is 20 minutes and 20 laps isn't going to end up an hour in the mud because our lap time oh, yeah. is two yeah. minutes or whatever, you know? Yeah. 
So. No, I know it's uh, it's tough, man. Uh, like I said, I love the triple crowns, but just to be sure, to make sure everybody kind of knows, you're still getting paid your normal LCQ wages. You know what I mean? Like I had a few yep. people yeah, tell me, I, I had a few people say, "Oh, they're not getting paid anymore." I'm like, "No, no, no. The LCQ is the LCQ." So. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. They they still pay, so that's that's yep. cool. That's that's have, definitely good. Have you so, noticed? I've talked. Plan. I've talked to some of the factory guys, and they told me they have noticed. But have you noticed in your unseated practices, the triple crown thing? The guys are going for it more. Like, have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Just because it's like you know, everyone wants to qualify good when it's forty, but yeah. when it comes down to it, no one wants to have to ride an LCQ. And there's that slim. There's more of a chance of hope of knowing that like. There's more incentive to want to qualify 18th when that gets you in the main than when mm-hmm. that just gets you a good gate pick. So I'd I'd say so too. Yeah, dudes yeah. are dudes are trying to lay down a fast lap all the way till the end. Yeah. Versus the other ones where it's like once you get a good lap, I think people kind of settle more than yeah. they would at those. Sure. So. Um, you didn't get much of a start. Uh, it looked like in the LCQ in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. I, it was my my starts have been horrible all year. I don't know what the deal is. I finally got uh, one of my good friends made me a starting pad, so okay. I was able to practice on that a little bit. But now, of course, you know I got that last week, and now it's snowing again. So I'm kind of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not getting much use right now. But yeah, but yeah, my start was pretty poor at Minneapolis, and I I came back to like I think tenth or whatever. But when you're starting in nineteenth, and then yep. you pass nine guys, and my lap time fit me my fastest lap of that main i think was i had like the ninth or tenth fastest lap so you know with a bad start to end up in tenth i would have had to have whole shot at it and checked out by like five yeah. seconds on the first lap if yeah. i was going to run that lap time and not get reeled in so look no i don't know yeah no offense yeah. to uh devin raper and, and bubba Pauly, but that could be you man uh, i think yeah Anyways, you know yeah, I agree, but uh for some reason at minneapolis i was just i was off like yeah. in uh in in time practices, I was I was probably like three or three seconds off those guys, and usually I'm yeah. right there with them or ahead of them. So, so yeah, I don't know. Minneapolis just it didn't didn't suit me too well at that one. Um, Seattle, bro, <laughs> you were on it, uh, oh, <laughs> dude. I, I I tried everything I could. Like I I gave it everything I had at Seattle. And I just I came up short. So I don't yeah, know. It was I was when I left. I was. I was so pissed. I was planning on just driving straight home. And then it was like the weather was bad, and, and then you just want to get home, and the weather's bad. And it was – Seattle was good for me because I haven't had that – like that was finally the breakthrough that I, I was, like, looking for. Like I was in contention to make a main, you Yes, know? yep, you were. And uh, I I pretty much – I guess I kind of just blew it both times. The first time I uh, – in that heat, I got, like, pretty decent start. I think mm-hmm. I was in, like, eighth or ninth. And then I crashed. I fell back to 12th, and then I caught back up to ninth. And then I think as I was passing, like like Henry Miller or Cunningham or someone, I yeah. I came over that roller of the triple, and I pretty much just got like funneled straight into that mud hole from the tough block. Like the tough <laughs> oh, block just guided me right into it. Yeah. And it was either get on the brakes and like get stuck and spend you know a couple you know 30 seconds trying to turn around or just go for it. <laughs> And I went for it to try and make it through the mud, and I would have made it through it, but my uh, brake pedal shanked through the tough block in the corner, and oh. it just stopped me dead. Oh, okay. So, Damn it. Yeah. So, like with Nicoletti, he made it through it because he never, he never grabbed the tough block, whereas with me, my yeah. bike was like, the, one of the Dirtworks guys had to take a knife and cut my 
break like out of the tough block because it was oh it was, it was like just, yeah stuck in there so okay we were wondering that Nicoletti's claiming his superhuman strength got him out of that mud mud pit but yeah 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 it, that probably could have helped too I could have oh. used some more superhuman strength <laughs> to throw those tough blocks out and get my bike out how deep was that though man oh my god it was deep huh? it was like quicksand swimming <laughs> like luckily there was plywood down because I think that was the only thing that stopped the dirtworks guy from oh. going over his head we, we were I was loving it man you were sending it it was great you were riding really well i i mean i guess it's one of those things where you're just like screw it man like what i gotta lose here right yeah and then i went into that lcq and i like it's tough when you go into races and you in your mind you're like i know i can hole shot this i know i could win this and i went into it with that mindset and then like i got a terrible start and then somehow I like went down the far outside that rhythm and like doubled past everyone. And then I was behind Craig <laughs> and I probably should have just settled in when I was behind Craig. And then after the finish, I double doubled. And then I was like, I could probably, you know, I can, I can go for it and try and get Craig. <laughs> and then I come around to where the whoops were and the whoops are completely gone. Yeah. And I had no clue they leveled the whoops. And then at that point I was just like, I was just really going for it. I'm like, oh, it's just straight away here. So I'm like wide open down the straight and then just wash the front end. <laughs> yeah, out right, the at, and that's, right that's at the, the end. end the yeah, right at the yeah. end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hayden Melross told me the same thing. He had no idea. He was in the LCQ for 250s. He had no idea they were gone. And he was like coming on a turn and not getting on the gas. And he said a couple guys blew by him. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get why they – like, sure, I get it, you know, when the track is hard pack and dry and fast. Like, they usually tell us. Whereas this, it was – it was muddy and slow, so they must have thought it like maybe they thought it wasn't a safety issue. But still, it's like if you're changing the track, everyone should be notified. Just like between yeah. the practice qualifying and the night show, they like they made the finish line and the triples like like super mini size. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I don't and know. Like a, I don't know. You're why riding around it, and you don't yeah. you don't even know if you're delusional or if they actually <laughs> changed the track or what the deal is. I don't understand. They watched qualifying. And did they not think right then these whoops aren't working out? I wrote this in my column. I, I said, why would you build a complete normal supercross track when you moved the dirt in and it was mud, you saw the terrible rain, and yet you decided to yeah. build a full-on supercross track? And then and on top of that, after qualifying, you still left it. You had all this time right. and you still left it. It blew my mind away, Nagy. Yeah, and, and like that finish line that they had built there, that thing would have been huge even if it wasn't muddy. <laughs> I know. Uh, you some, know? Like, someone like told we're me. walking the track yeah. looking at it, and, and it's like, man, this thing would be big if it was dry. And they just, yeah. they just build like the, Dude, the like, what biggest they, booter of a finish for the mud. Yeah, like what are they thinking? And then I had a guy tell me he, he almost ate shit riding down the, 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 the takeoff, riding like singling. Like it was so yeah. steep. It was so major steep, you know? Yeah, it was like a spine. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I just, I shake my head at this stuff. Those guys hate when I talk about that. They're not fans of me because I criticize this stuff. But, I mean, come on, man. It's common sense here. Like, you know, like, yeah. build some waves. Like, build, take the whoops out and build, yeah, like, waves and, or and something. I'm, 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 like, if, if they're going to do that, leave the track the entire day. As soon as, as soon as bikes touch the ground for a time qualifying session, I think the track should be left until the night. Like, like they shouldn't even groom it till the night show. And then when they groom it, they like can't change the obstacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, they can't put a bump on the inside. They can't put a wall in. Like, how many times in the you know since I've been racing Supercross, there have been times where, you know, you get three practices. First is untimed, and then the next two are qualifying. Where if you for some reason miss one of the qualifying practices, the next one's like. 
two seconds slower because they changed part of the track. Oh, they did it know? this year in Glendale. It's it's unbelievable to yeah. me. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. would yeah, you show up example. at Indy 500 and then all of a sudden they put a chicane in in the middle of a pra- – like, how do they think this is cool? How do they possibly yeah. think that altering the qualifying for the racers is, like, totally fine to do? It blows me yeah, away, man. And, I, I don't know. I, I don't get why – so they do press day, okay? Press day is pretty much like a 40-minute practice session, it mm-hmm. seems like, to whoever gets chosen for it. And how do they not work the kinks out of the track at press day? And it's like, what's the purpose of press day? Okay, sure, it's for, for their yeah. their press and photography or whatever. But shouldn't they be monitoring, like, the like obstacles well, and yeah. how everything's coming together, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think they do. But I, as I was telling one of the Feld guys who was bagging on me for bagging on their tracks, I, I said – the only time you should make changes is after that first set of practices. That's not timed. There, there's your ch- yeah, there's your time. I agree. There's your time yep. to make a change. After that, I agree. And, it compromises and the racing. I don't even think they should groom it. They shouldn't even groom it. Yeah. Just you know, maybe a jump base here and there if it's kickered out. But when they're like, you know, when you take a bull turn, just like you know, the two fifty guys get get you know, they feel the pain of it all the time because. You know, the track conditions vary so much once the track is broken down. And just like at uh, at Seattle, mm-hmm. you know, say if that was a stacked round, there would have been dudes in that A practice that wouldn't have been able to qualify because the track was a highway for the first group, Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. You know, weird, weird stuff like that goes on all the time, and, and it really doesn't matter to the factory dudes. It's like the privateer guys yeah. that would be in that A group. Yeah, you know? I, f- I found, a couple years ago, I found two dudes who either crashed or had bike problems I think in San Diego, they they were fine to qualify in the first practice, and then the second one they either crashed or had bike problems, and they missed the fast forty because of the track being altered so different, and they only got like one lap in. Um, both guys, and I'm like, yep, yeah, these guys had no chance. They they either had a bike issue or they crashed, and they had zero chance. They were good riders. You could see they got in if you combine the first se- the first set of sessions, but. Um, you know, because of a bike problem or a crash, they got out. I just, ah, man, I don't know. So, yeah, anyways. yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's weird. I I think uh, I think it would be a wise idea if they had someone who like like I don't know why Nick Way comes to mind, but someone like Nick Way that like test rides the track beforehand for them yeah. to see. You know, yeah, like 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 just have someone who's not not racing with us, not a competitor in the series. There's no you know no advantage of anyone. And just someone that like test rides the track beforehand, so that when the Supercross day starts, they know what's going to work and what's not. Just like I think it was Indy last year, they built a set of whoops that were like enormous, and then they like uh, had a wall thing before a triple. And for the you know they pretty much like leveled the whoops out to where they were miniature, and then made a I think it was like a double or something out of the wall. Like weird stuff where yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what was the purpose of riding the first practice? Yeah, going to yeah, be different. Yeah, so, no, I know. I I'm with you. I know they. I mean, there is some talk. Like, I know, I know that they ask Nick when Nick's there because he you know works with AC and Tedder. They ask him here and there, and there is some talk back and forth about stuff. But it feels like there's some there's some some, you know, some some lack of communication between the Dirtworks guy and the Feld guys and the teams. You know, I don't know. I, I just, anyways, um. Alex Nagy on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast 45. Um, yeah, Seattle was great, Nagy. I thought you were in. You looked fantastic, and it all went to shit. So that's that's too bad. Um, <laughs> when do you when do you leave for uh, for Boston? Uh, me and my dad are going to be leaving tomorrow night, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a day race, so we got to be there by. <laughs> 
5 p.m. Friday. It is a day race. It's a day race. Yeah, I'll let you good. know. I at least know that ahead of time. Um, I don't show up Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, you uh, you you have to tech on Friday and everything, right? That's how I think. Yeah, that's yeah, I think you have from noon till Friday or noon yeah. till five on Friday. Right. Um, Nagy, have you been getting hotels? What's been going on with your with your situation on the road? No, not at all. Haven't gotten any. <laughs> so, so, what about <laughs> Minneapolis? Like, what do you do for something like that? Me and my dad just he. Uh, he he sleeps on the back on like on the plywood pretty much, and I just sleep on the futon. And uh, we just bring like six sleeping bags, and then it's like two or three a person. At, and you just <laughs> just pretty much just do you, you know, do you get it. up and start the van at some point to get never, some heat? Never, no, no. If you got to start the van, I mean that pretty much defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> so you, you just got to rough it out. And this is uh, yeah, So your dad's in the he, back between beside the bike on on cardboard or on plywood. Yeah. Well, I've got, like, have you ever seen those roll-out, like, sleeping mat things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's on one of those, so it's, it's not horrible. So. <laughs> so just, like, when's the last time you got a room? Uh, Let's see, the last time I got a room. Well, uh, I, I haven't. I haven't gotten any, like, I don't know, last year maybe. It was pretty funny because when I was riding for Skivvy, yeah. Scummy would always be like, Dude, you're not you're not sleeping in your in your in your van at night. Like like, tell me you're not sleeping in your van. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping in my car. Like, I'm not sleeping in my van. Yeah. And because uh, he would always be like, yeah, dude, like like like, don't be sleeping in your van. I'll get you a hotel, whatever. And I would just be like, yeah, yeah, dude, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it covered. And I'd sleep in the van anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just ridiculous, dude. Oh man. So I mean, do you but do you get here, it? Okay, go here's, ahead. Here's another thing with with the sleeping in the van though. Okay, so. People don't understand how much of, like, a hassle and, like, when you try and come back from wherever, even if you go out and get food or something, every time you leave or re-enter the pits, it's like you don't even know if you're going to get back in. And then in the morning, I don't know, you probably don't have to deal with it because you're never really coming into the pits with a vehicle. Yeah. But there have been times where, say, on Friday night, you leave to get food and you come back and they won't let you back in. And they say that uh, the pits are closed to, yeah. you know, the only foot traffic. And it's like, well, it says on the piece of paper, the paddock closes at 10. Yep. No reentry after 10. So, you know, you always make sure you're back before 10. And then you're having a, you know, you've got some security guard telling you you can't get back in. And then in the morning, they're telling you you got to wait until this time. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Once, I'm, once I get in the pits, I don't even want to leave them because you don't even know if you can get back in no. half the time. Well, I, I mean, I don't have those kind of problems, but I, I have hashtag media problems trying to find where to park every Saturday morning. And nobody knows, and nobody knows what your credential's good for. And sometimes you get, you're good here, sometimes you're not. Yeah, it, I, I yeah. honestly, I don't even know why we have credentials, because every time we go to the stadium, it seems like no one even knows what they're for. <laughs> I know, right? It's it, I, I'm with you. I'm with, and you could, and, and then, and it, and then se- doesn't it seem like you could have a piece of blue paper on on a chain, and they would let you through, right? <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> you know, me, me, and my dad both have hard cards. Yeah, and at Minneapolis, trying to get into the pits was like next to impossible. You know, like you're you're pretty much you're hit. You know, every every checkpoint you go to, someone's telling you you can't get into the pit area. Yeah, you know, yeah. downstairs in the tunnel. Right. So finally, I get my stuff in, and then two of my friends show up, and somehow they got in there. With, they didn't have wristbands or anything. <laughs> they just walked down they there. They didn't even have. They didn't have t- these people didn't even have tickets. Oh no my god! <laughs> and they made it almost all the way out onto the onto the track. That is gnarly, and and I and I believe you know? it, and I believe it a hundred percent. And and I'm like, how'd you guys get down here? And they're like, I don't know. We just walked, and no one even like. And it's like, okay, so here you have people 
you know, you see, you know, I think I saw, you know, like you see people in team uniforms, pictures, all this stuff. Yeah, and yep. it's like, the, I think the more official you look and the more credentials you have, the more these security guards want to hassle you. I know. You know? Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It's, uh, I'm pretty, it's every weekend. I'm just like, this is going to go either a shit show or amazingly I, easy. <laughs> I, it, it's like at Minneapolis, I think it was whatever year they last had it. My, my girlfriend, my family came. And it sucked because they couldn't even – they were getting hassled and screwed around so much trying to, like – like, you pretty much couldn't even see your family there because they couldn't get to you without having yeah. to get in, like, yep. you know, eight checkpoints of arguments. So this year it was like, you know, you guys, like, me and my dad are just going to go. You know, save the <laughs> headache. Save the hassle. Like, yeah. no. it, it's literally it's – yep. such, it's such a screw around. You don't even want to deal with it. Like, it, it makes it – you know, it's just – it's something else. It needs yeah. to be fixed. Like, oh, they, they either need to get more – more felt security, true security that follows the Supercross series, not the right, the not the yellow jacket security people, in the stadium. Not, not the yellow yeah, jacket not the people. people. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's like, it's just, it's so unorganized, and those people think they have this sheet of paper that says where you're allowed and where you're not allowed, and it's yep. like, yep. it's something else. Oh yeah, it's dude. Or, or you know, I'm I'm in the bowels of a stadium, and I'm like, hey, where's the press box elevator? You know, and just. I may as well have asked them for, you know, for the secret to uh, life itself. They're just right. looking at me with a blank. L- I'm like, press box. There's an elevator at every bowel of the stadium that goes all the way to the press box for media. Do you? Yeah, do you, do you, do you yeah it's like I, you're not even speaking the same no, language. No, it's just complete yeah. blank stare. And you're eventually yeah. you're like, you know what? I'll just find it. I'll find it. And then yeah. every but single every single weekend, it's like this. Every every once in a while, though, you'll come across a really cool security guard that that actually knows their stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's maybe like. That's maybe like two of the seventeen rounds. They'll be like you'll well, be a pretty good group of security guards or something. You know what I'll look for? I'll look for the people that work for the stadium. They'll have heart. They'll usually have uh, passes dangling from their belts or from their you know belt loops of their pants, and they're wearing a collared shirt and pants, and they normally look like they have a walkie-talkie, and they they they're but they're not dressed. They're not security, and they work for the stadium. Whoever that is, whatever stadium it was, and I'll I will look for one of those people and be like, hey. I need some help here. And, dude, they know exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, go down there, yeah. gate six or whatever. But, yeah, it's it's a it's a cluster. This is stuff that – this is inside baseball stuff for people, for motos, for the things that we have to go through. Uh, what what I want to know is, like, like when, a, when a football team or a baseball team or whoever else uses those stadiums, when those people use those stadiums, are they dealing with the same stuff or is it just, like, the red carpet's rolled out for them? Dude, I you bet know? you they're dealing with a lot of the like, same stuff. I don't know. Because is it – is it an organization issue on on Feld's side of that the security isn't properly informed at the stadium as to what's allowed and what's not allowed? You know, yeah, what, yeah. what is it? Yeah, what's the problem? I, I don't know. You're right. There's miscommunication in a lot of places, though. <laughs> so from from my from my observation, it looks like there is not enough Supercross or Feld personnel yep. at the races. Or you know, or, you know Feld, the Feld people tell the head of security – Real briefly, something, and then the head of security just screws it all up and tells all the yeah. all the minions in yellow jackets wrong instructions or whatever, you know. But right. it's it's amazing. I'm with you, man. Sometimes you're just like you're like it's, really. I'm it's, just it's, yeah. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> you're, so you're like, okay, it, wait. I'm paying the race. I'm paying to be here. I'm part of the show, and it's just and, and one thing here's, after here's another. Another thing. I don't know if you look at the site map that they send out for each weekend of like where Will Call is, where the paddock no, is. No, I don't. No, is. I don't. Okay, well that's like that's one of the few pieces of information we seem to actually get for the weekend. Uh-huh. And 
so like for me as a rider, you need I need if I have a mechanic going or or someone besides my dad that doesn't didn't buy a season yeah, hard card, right, yeah. you have to go up to like the it's like called AMA Rider Services or something. Yep. And buy the wristbands or guest tests or whatever. Yep. So almost every weekend they put it on the site map and it's located right next to Will Call. And almost every weekend it's never located next <laughs> to Will Call. And it's like <laughs> it's hidden. It's hidden in some area where literally it, you've got to like set two hours aside to try and find it. You know, it's another <laughs> one of those things where you ask a million different people, and no one knows, and and it's like I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I really I don't get it. And and some of the places, if you've got someone who needs a mechanic span, they almost have to have a credential to get into the area where they need where to they get need the cre- yeah oh yeah I've yeah. heard of that before too yeah absolutely I mean that that really makes no sense. Yep, no, it's eight, yeah. man. I, and I go through the same thing on the media end of things where media aren't allowed to do certain things, but some media guys are. You never know where to park. Where, where to park. Sometimes you have to pay. Sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes they're, they, they have no idea. Sometimes they can't help you. Sometimes they don't know where the press box is. It's, it's and, uh, yeah. And you take, uh, so like Daytona every year, I mean, we get sent like a six-page packet of literally where you can park a week, a week before and a week after everything's like super laid out and good organized. And, and I'd say usually uh, Daytona is the, the smoothest running event of the year. And yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe they have it easier because everything's there and there's no, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there's no site they've got to figure out and, and, and figure out what they're going to do with everything. But, but I mean, Daytona has got it together for sure. Well, not, you know? not for security though. I've been kicked out of more spots in Daytona than, then you know for media really? yeah it's been it's it's insane you can't watch from anywhere you can't go anywhere you're just like do they have if you had all the proper passes you would look like um you know a roadie or something you'd have 18 card cards around your neck it, it they just you know <laughs> they just don't let you go anywhere to watch you know what i mean i'm just right. like hey i'm trying to cover this race and watch the race and they're just you, like, we're we're all just trying to do our job just like they're attempting to do their job yeah, and, yeah, and they look at it like you're trying to pull a fast one on them, <laughs> i know, you know? Right, right like like every every security thinks you're trying to pull a fast one on them and it's like you're just trying to bring your stuff into the tunnel so that you can pit inside and out of the cold and you're trying to do it as fast as you can because you've only got yeah. two hours to do it and two of those hours you're probably going to spend <clears> trying to figure out where to buy your girlfriend and mechanic a pass and then you've got to somehow get your bike to pass down you know yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you know, <laughs> and then you got to spend 30 minutes you know arguing with the security guard to let you into an area that yeah. you have all the proper credentials to go yeah, into that, yeah you're trying to get into the pits where your where your motorcycle is yeah it's yeah. uh it's 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 gnarly so Nagy, um where you been riding during the week like did you go from like seattle how was that drive from seattle when would you have left indianapolis uh, let's see what, what was before Indianapolis or what was before Seattle Indy? Uh, it was a weekend off. Okay. So, uh, I've been home since, uh, after Tampa or no, after, after Daytona, s- yeah. I've been, yeah, after yeah. Daytona, I've been back home. So did St. Louis came back home, did Indy came back home. And then I left for Seattle the Wednesday morning before Seattle. Oh, and how was so, that drive? It wasn't too bad. Like up until pretty much the day before I was going to do it by myself. And then luckily one of my friends was able to come with me. So that like that, that saved the trip huge. So one of my friends came with me and uh, left Wednesday morning and uh, the trip wasn't that bad on the way out. The first day was all clear weather. The second day was like almost bad weather, but never horrible. Uh 
and, and we got there, no problems. Did the race in the mud. What about like, what about washing your bike? Did you have somewhere to wash your bike down the, below? They gave you pressure washers, or how'd that work? Yeah, it was pretty much. There's like 800 pressure washers and like a hundred foot area, and it was pretty much just like a mist of mud, <laughs> just a mist of mud and water yeah. going everywhere. Yeah, like you literally probably needed a you know a rain jacket and goggles on. I saw to try I, and wash your bike. Yeah, I saw a video. It looked like it was uh, you were on the deck of a of a crab fisherman boat in a storm. <laughs> it's just yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So. uh yeah, I didn't have a pressure washer, but luckily people yeah. were kind enough to let let us borrow it, and uh, so I was able to wash my bike, which was which was yeah. really sweet. So that was good. But then, uh, uh, so you left this, this nice was, nice drive from uh, nice drive across uh, Washington, though. Did you go that way? Did you go up on that highway ninety? I think it is. Yeah, I yeah. went I went on uh, I ninety yeah. all the way across. Right, right. Yeah. So all the way across, and and it was it wasn't that bad of weather. We hit a little bit of bad weather on the way home in Minnesota, but. I think I uh, I was back home by Monday Monday at like noon. I think I got home or something. God, that's a drive, yeah. dude! Wow. I, I mean, I've, I I drove the whole circuit for a number of years, but I, I kind of forget now. But that's that's a yeah, lot of that's a lot of windshield time, man. <laughs> definitely glad to get that one out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, um, but and yep. back back to things that don't make sense. Yeah, here's yeah. Here's another example: is so. You know, with the rain and the mud at Seattle, you'd think that they would, you know, think that the riders and mechanics would need, you know, more than a normal amount of time to get the bikes ready for the night show. Well, instead, they have our practice to where it's like, I think we had 45 minutes before the start of opening ceremonies or whatever, when usually it's almost double that. Yeah. So, So they condense it as tight as they can, practices as close to the night show, and it's like, once practice ended, it was literally straight. Like you know, you're doing something, hustling, cleaning all your stuff. Yeah, but he, and then barely, here's barely the, making it up to the heat in time. Here's the best part: riders' meetings eleven thirty, practice at four. Like what? Why would you yeah. do that? Why? Why would? Why would you make the riders because they? The, it's a pit party, right? So they want them to hang out. But um, yeah, that seems really backwards to me. Yeah, I I was I was thinking they just want to get the track like. <laughs> You know, get the track ridden in early. I know they were probably thinking that because of bad weather coming, but I think the track was past the point of like tarping or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty much done. Yeah. You know, the track was done for. Yeah. So so instead, we sat around all day just to go destroy our bikes and then have like, you know, not even <laughs> nearly enough time to do anything to them. <laughs> and then, so did, did you head out Saturday night in Seattle, like before the mains? Yeah, right, right after the. Um, Right after the LCQ, just loaded my bike up in the mud in the back of the van and just left there as fast as I could. Oh my god! How bad? How beat down was your bike when you unloaded it when you got home? It wasn't that bad. I no. washed it and like like believe it or not, somehow the chain wasn't even rusted. Oh jeez! So yeah. I'm, I mean, there's I've probably washed it about three times since, but never with a pressure washer. And uh, it, every time it comes little by little, it gets cleaner, and I think it's finally at the point of where it's like. <laughs> All the Seattle's off it. You yeah, know? yeah. I've never <laughs> met a rider who doesn't stick around for the mains, though. I don't think. I don't know if I've Dude, met anybody like I, that. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like like with me and my dad. It's like like show up. Like I don't know when you're just spending time at the races. I mean, yeah, I I enjoy being at the races, I guess, or whatever. But as soon as it's time to go, it's it's time to leave. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we got to get out of here. Um, yeah. And, you know, just like with getting there, it's it's pretty much like we leave as late as we can to to still get there, and then leave as early as we can to come home. <laughs> um, so. What about uh, what about um, 
your plans for the summer? Do you have any? Do you know any any anything go, anything cooking? I don't know. I mean, I, if I can find the support, I would love to do all the outdoors. But the way it's looking right now, I'm just going to probably do like five of them, whatever ones are close. Yeah, you know, just, Red Bud, just, just Indiana, yeah, yeah, whatever. But those ones. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, there's pretty much no way to even try and break even for someone like me for outdoors. You know, no, no. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's tough. It's a yeah, it's a huge money. It's a huge money loss. It's like. I'd probably have to get like a tenth in every moto to even try and think that I would break even for the amount of wear and tear and, you know, everything that outdoors does to whatever. And the pay is like a quarter of what Supercross is. So yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's a bummer. Uh, no mains for you at all, but uh, how, how, what do you think of your season overall? What's your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I guess it, it's been, it was pretty, pretty mellow up until Seattle was a pretty good flash of brilliance, but yep. I don't know. I, I feel like this year up until I'd say pretty recently has been more stacked for like night shows and, and that level of stuff, even though the top guys are out. So like, like first through 10th is pretty slim, mm-hmm. but I'd say the 15 to 30 or 15 to, or, or 18 to, to 35 area, like that's, that, that's been pretty deep right now. Right. Or actually not right now. It's kind of thinned out again because, uh, Seattle only had like 39 yeah. guys and then wherever had only 39, and, uh, I think the same. Yeah. We don't have many yeah. entries for Boston either. I was seeing uh, for our fantasy stuff, we look at it and there's not a lot of, not a lot of entries for Boston either. So weird. Yeah. Because like, uh, the rounds like around Atlanta and that stuff, it was, I mean, for me to be getting in the night show, I mean, there were times where I yeah. was sitting like, I might not, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was pretty hard on the bubble and going into that last practice really had to like throw it <laughs> down with it, everything right. I had just to make the night show. Yeah. So whereas um, in years past, it's, it's been kind of like, you know, it, it hasn't been that tough. So, yeah. um, yeah, you came up just short in the, uh, Pulpamex quadruple privateer challenge. You weren't that far really? off of, of Raper's points. So, nice. yeah, but unfortunately he got the cash, but, um, yeah. you know, Hey, what are you going to do? Um, and it, What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, Andy got the main at Minneapolis. I know. I think he was sandbagging, bro. I think he was sandbagging. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? All of a sudden, he pulls it into the main. Um, yeah. Did you happen to today, Ray, get you back in the LCQ? Was he, was, did you pass him when he went down or stalled it or whatever he did in that whoop? Did, uh, you know. Cause he, you're talking Minneapolis? Yeah, Minneapolis. I think I, he, he was up there. And I then think he, made, he got up right in front of me. Okay, yeah. And then he just sent it again. I just remember at, at Seattle – I was crashed out in that berm and yeah. my bike was like in the tip top of that berm, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't see anything because I'm pretty much just mud coated at that point. Right. And I'm like about to pick up my bike and I just hear like straight rev limiter coming past my head <laughs> and it's, it's a ray somehow riding the high. I, he must've burned off the tough blocks on the top to not like, right. to not like, you know, cut me in half. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I look in front, I look behind him. There's like no one near him. Like, like he's got to right. be wait. He must have crashed on the start or something too. Yeah, and he's just like going for it, like like off the top of the tough blocks. I was like, only a Ray. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I you know, it's not a shocker. His clutch couldn't make it through in, in any of those races. <laughs> not not a surprise. Um, FXRRacing.com. Use the code PulpMX30 to save when you go there. Kyle Peters, Jimmy D, uh, tons of privateers uh, wear FXR Racing and Race Tech suspension as well. And engines. Uh, Pulpamex18 is the code to save with the folks at Racetech. And uh, get your oil changed, get your bike revalved, and get some new gear while you're at it using the discounts. You'll uh, you'll be able to save. Uh, Alex Nagy 
on the Privateer Island podcast number 45. So, Nagy, how much how much money was spent in hotel rooms this year? All year. Nothing. Zero. zero. You're a zero. hero. You are a hero. Just yeah. a hero. What do you, so so obviously you go grocery shopping, you make you get some turkey and some bread. Is that what you're eating or what are you doing? Uh, SpaghettiOs, honestly, like, like SpaghettiOs are the way to go because they're canned. So some weekends you'll be able to score free food at the race or whatever. Yeah, but, yep. and, and then if you got the SpaghettiOs, you just save them for next weekend. Whereas if you got like meat or turkey or something, then you don't end up eating it. It just goes to waste and goes bad. So, so I, I got like a little, uh, like burner. Okay. And it's yep. just like sp- SpaghettiOs soup, like stuff like that. Well, so I, I was going to ask you to see if you, if you heated them up, but you do. Yeah. Yeah, my friend though that I took to Seattle, he was just eating them cold out of the can the whole way there. Oh my god, dude, you're just I you're, I, I think that's really you're you're not totally hardcore until you're eating cold <laughs> spaghettios. I haven't crossed that line yet. <laughs> so and then uh do you when you're driving, do you I mean sometimes I mean when I drove out to the other races, I had to get out of the van and go to a Denny's or something. Is was that not happening though for you? That's not for me, when as soon as I get in the van, it's like I gotta force myself to even pull off to get gas. So it's really? just like, yeah, yeah. just try and crush the drive. You know, try and get it, <laughs> knock it out as fast as you can. Is it is it just music or what? What are you listening to? Uh, dude, not even really. Like the van has got a pretty pretty poor stereo system at the moment. It doesn't even have a CD player, so it's got an aux cord, <laughs> which is good. But that and FM radio, so. bro, you're so <laughs> gnarly. You are so gnarly. You are privateer, like bad, badly privateer guy. You know, um, oh, it's funny though. I, I love it. It's great. I, I love to see it, man. It's you. You have the desire, and you you want it, and you're going after it, and, and you're not you're not pampered. You're not spoiled. You know, I love that part of it, man. Like, I when I say I'm laughing at you, like, don't take it the wrong way. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I uh, I think it's crazy, man, and and I love it. Um, I, I travel with guys like that back in the day, and, and it's it's cool to see that still that sort of spirit still sort of survives out there with you guys on the island. You know, and he, yeah, you looked at Seven Deuce yeah. Deuce. He just got a new ridge line. He flies in. He's got new gear all the time. Like, come on, Seven Deuce Deuce, <laughs> you know, come on. Um, well, hey man, thanks, uh, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Wanted to give our listeners a little check in and uh, talk about the SpaghettiOs, zero dollars on hotels, sending it in Seattle, and uh, and everything else, man. Uh, it's it's been fun. Thank you for the time. Good luck the rest of the season. I know I'll see you at the races. And uh, thanks, Negi. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you at the races.